News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Now I'm joined by Minister for Education, Norma Foley. Good morning to you, Minister. Good morning, Kira. Um, a lot to get through this morning, but let's start with the first big issue, that of recruitment and retention of teachers. There is a teaching shortage throughout the country, most particularly marked in Dublin. What is being done about it? Um, thank you, Kira. Could I just, at the outset, just want to acknowledge that I'm very conscious that the family of Private Sean Rooney are today and tomorrow indeed preparing um, for a funeral. And I know all of us yes. across the country are, are sending our absolute solidarity and sympathy to them. And I just want to acknowledge that at the outset. And, of course, also our thoughts and prayers with Trooper um, Shane Carney in, in, uh, in his recovery. You. But um, just in terms of... Um, Teaching supply, look, I want to acknowledge that in, in terms of um, availability of staff, that is something that's not unique to the education sector. We're seeing this right across society, whether it's in healthcare or whether we're seeing it in retail or hospitality or whatever, there are challenges. But significant work has been put in place um, by the department in consultation and support of um, with the partners in education in terms of looking at a variety of different mechanisms that we can utilise to, to maximise the number of staff that are available. But I do want to acknowledge, I suppose, that, you know, for the first time in a long number of years, we're seeing year on year an ever-increasing number of teaching staff employed in our schools. Um, this past year alone, we're seeing more than 8,000 additional teachers come on stream. That's in around um, 12% of an increase over the last number of years. And that's as a consequence of some very positive and very welcomed measures into our schools. So in the last three budgets over which I've provided, I've been ensured that there's been a one-point reduction in the pupil-teacher ratio. So we now have the lowest pupil-teacher ratio at 23 to 1. We've ensured that where there are teaching principals and they have two well, or that, more... Will that Special hold classes. all year with, with the addition of almost 70,000 Ukrainians arriving into this country? Well, indeed, we're also seeing an increase in staff because of um, uh, new pupils coming um, uh, from Ukraine. We're also seeing an increase in uh, English. So we'll maintain, we'll maintain that, that ratio. Well, we, we, we certainly will. Um, like We have already done it up to this point. Um, we are ensuring that you know where the ratio is in place and where additional staff are required, we have already um, made that additional staff um, availability to schools. And so we're, you know, I suppose in, in the most positive, I want to say that we're seeing a reduction in the pupil-teacher ratio. We're seeing where there are teaching principals and where they have two or more special classes, they now become administrative principals. We're seeing where we have um, teaching principals that they will now have at least one day's administrative leave. All very positive, all meaning that there are more demands in terms of employing Nonetheless, staff. We, we still see things like panels in Dublin, teaching panels in Dublin, mm-hmm. 60% of them are, are, aren't covered. We don't, we don't have people there. There is a particular difficulty with Dublin because of affordability of housing in Dublin for somebody on a teacher's salary. Indeed, and in, in fairness, I do want to say in terms of those panels, they have been widely welcomed and, um, you know, we, we went from a very small number of panels a number of years ago to more than 151 now, where we had six or seven in the past. We're seeing them operate at 90% or more around the country, which is positive, but I absolutely accept there are particular challenges in Dublin in terms of uh, recruiting. So should panels. we look there at is- a Dublin waiting? I mean, they do it in other countries. They have a London waiting. And if we view teachers, and I certainly do, as, as essential workers, that they are critical for, for, you know, providing the essential service of education to our children. Should we be looking at something like that? Well, um, I'm conscious that people reference the, the, the London allowances that were in particular, but I suppose um, when, when you look at, I suppose, the... Um 
situation for our teachers as they begin into their careers. Um, we're looking at in and around €40,000. Um, that would be on a par, if not greater, in some instances of what's been offered in terms of the additional allowance being made available in London. Again, I, w- I would say to you that I know that it's not a situation that is unique to education. So we've, we've looked at a variety of different mechanisms. We've looked at, for example, we've introduced... Um, but are we looking at that? Uh, because teachers. it is cheaper to live in, in, in Mayo than it is to live in Dublin, but a teacher is paid the same. I, I absolutely uh, acknowledge that, um, but I, I do think as well that, um, you know, the, the salary uh, that is available to um, um, staff is a salary that's available across the country. Um, I do recognise that there are challenges in more places than in other, but therefore, for that reason, um, the Department of Housing are looking at um, accelerating availability of housing right across the country, including Dublin. That, so for that example, will not h- fix the teaching problem, though, with respect, Minister, because that could take a, a decade and we have a shortage of teachers now, particularly in Gaelskull, and they find it incredibly difficult to get teaching staff, as we know, and Many parents text our text line on a daily basis saying that their children in Gales Gullina have have huge numbers of free classes because they can't cover it even with substitutions. No, but I think in fairness in terms of the initiatives that have been introduced by the Department of Housing, many of them are short term as opposed to many more than that are long term. So, for example, we're looking at schemes, you know, there are schemes uh, in terms of rent a room scheme where... Yeah, OK, um, but, but I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to get into yeah. housing per se. The other thing that I was going to ask you about is in terms of pay scales is we've just seen the banking cap removed for bankers because they're saying it's hard to get good people. Should we be looking at changing benchmarking in terms of how teachers are pegged, that, that, that perhaps some careers have become more valuable over time than others and pegging teaching as a profession against other aspects of the public service is no longer useful. Well, I think to be fair in terms of teaching, it, it, it is a very um, sought after career yes. indeed. Um, we're seeing year on year, for example, we've seen a significant increase yet again this year, almost 16% of an increase in terms of CEO applications into teaching. Um, it is a very valued and valuable career option. And indeed, when you compare it to many other careers, and, and I'm not going to specifically mention any particular type of career, but in terms of the salary that's made available to um, newly qualified teachers, and you compare that to other professional careers, um, it is it is a considerable salary. So if you're preparing, you know, or so comparing one against another, do you think, they're, we- you think another, they're well paid? Well, I I, I think comparatively speaking, in in terms of other careers, um, you know, um, currently where we're looking at the end of twenty three, more than is it forty one thousand euro um, teachers will be on, and then of course, obviously, there are. Um, career paths within teaching as well in terms okay. of um, I, I, other opportunities I to know. augment that. But I, I don't think it is appropriate to pit one career against another career and from a monetary point of view say one is more valuable than another. Well, I think well we, we do that anyway. I mean, different jobs are paid at different rates throughout society. A bin man and a doctor well, aren't paid the same. And and uh, I, I acknowledge that, but I think in the round, I think we, we need to acknowledge that teaching is an attractive career. It remains an attractive okay. career. We see the increases in mm. terms of those applying for positions um, uh, within teaching. And that is because of the respect in which it is held. And also, yes, um, and, and, and know, I think we're, no, no one is trying to undermine the respect, but, but, but there is a shortage of teachers. We know there is a shortage of teachers. You've said you're not looking at, at, at putting restrictions on career breaks for teachers. But should you not be? If I was running a business and I was finding it hard to cover my roster, for example, and people were looking for career breaks, I'd say not at the moment. We can't afford to do that. 
I think it's important that we look at everything in the round and indeed that is exactly what we're doing at the minute. I think we need to be cognizant of career breaks and what they represent for many. Um, for many of those who take career breaks, it's to facilitate them. For example, there might well be um, childcare considerations. There might and well that would be, be true of every job minister. Do you, yeah, but, but if you can't cover your absolutely. roster and we can't cover our rosters at the moment, we have a shortage of teachers, should you not be looking at that? Absolutely. And I want to acknowledge for, you know, and then across other careers as well, it can be for illnesses within families or whatever. So we have um, uh, already looked at um, amending or looking at mechanisms to facilitate those who are on career break to return or make themselves available within the system. So, for example, we've lifted all restrictions um, on those in terms of um, uh, career breaks to make themselves available into the schools where they can actually do that. We've done the same for job share teachers. We're also looking at and working with the Teaching Council where they have now um, agreed that um, teachers who qualify uh, in the UK that they can do their induction in Ireland. We've also asked... So you are streamlined because we've had a huge amount of people contact us on this programme about the difficulties for overseas qualified teachers. Mm -hmm being mm-hmm. unable to work in this country. Is that that's going to be addressed? I've specifically asked the Teaching Council to uh, address that issue in terms of those who qualified outside of the state and um, the, the manner in which they can register and the, I suppose, the expedient manner in which they, they need to register to return home. And uh, in the other instances, I've said, the Teaching Council have agreed in terms of those who have qualified in the UK that they can do their induction okay. uh, here in Ireland. So we, we're looking at a whole suite of okay. measures we need to support availability of teachers. OK, a couple of other things briefly before I let you go. Um, the government inquiry into the uh, uh, allegations of abuse against the Spiritans. Now 500 uh, different people have come forward with allegations. That's going to be delayed until the new year. Why is that being delayed? Well, in, in the first instance, I want to acknowledge the the absolute trauma that has been visited upon so many children and young people and it is so important that the full rigour of the law would be um, employed in terms of, of, of uh, adjudicating and, and, and processing um, all that has happened in, in those circumstances. Notwithstanding that, um, as Minister, I have engaged with um, survivors, I have engaged with child protection experts, um, um, advocacy groups and so many others in the last but while. But people would like to see and the investigation get underway. The in- the Absolutely. And I, I think there has been, uh, there's an enormous body of work underway um, via the department. Um, in my engagement with uh, survivors, and I particularly want to acknowledge their generosity in coming forward to engage with me, they in turn have referenced experts that they would like me to engage with. Um, they've also made it very clear that they would like us to take the time at this point and on this side to get the right individuals, the right experts in place to take the next path um, or the next step forward. That is what I am doing. We're expediting it as quickly as possible okay. is given absolute priority within the department and it will be put in place uh, in the shortest time frame okay. possible. Can but indeed it is the expressed wish and I want to be clear about this of all those with whom I have engaged that we take the time now to get it right in okay. terms of the personnel and the leadership that's required right. for this next step Minister, in the process. Minister, lastly, with regard to private schools, they were across the, the, the papers yesterday that they're raising their fees because they have been excluded from special funding that has been given to other schools to cope with the cost of living crisis and the energy crisis. Is that fair? We've given all businesses and all households, we've given them energy credits, we've given them subsidies to help them cope. Uh, what, what, is, what is the position on private schools? We just don't want them to exist anymore. We don't want to fund them at all anymore. Uh, why are they being treated in that manner? Um, well, that's 
That's not true. Um, in the first instance, we want to acknowledge um, there's that in excess of 121 million um, is given to the private schools in terms of staffing. Um, indeed, throughout COVID, um, PPE was made available uh, to the private schools. There are very mixed views on, on the supports being provided um, you know, for private schools, mixed views right across the political spectrum and indeed across my own um, political party in, in relation to it as well. But uh, it is my belief that um, the state does have an obligation in terms of um, catering for um, for students across all types of uh, education. There are, of course, the um, additional supports that we make available in the free scheme, um, but parents do have the right to choose um, as to where they would send their um, their children or young people. Um, the state is providing, um, um, as I say, resource into the private schools, but there are obviously, as you will understand, greater resources being provided into the schools that are in the free scheme. Um, so I think it's a matter of balance. Thank you very much for speaking to us this morning on News Talk Breakfast. That is Minister for Education there, Norma Foley. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.